Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. That would be a good question. Which former NFL coach would you most like to be your father? My, my response to that is Brian Bill. Oh, totally. Really? Imagine if at the morning, your morning, you went downstairs, I'm going to have a bowl of cereal. Who's at the end of the table? Billick. David. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. What's going down? Hope all's well wherever you are. Welcome to episode number 84 of the Dave Damashek football program, available as always on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now there might be some confusion. They tried to f- make it check dot nfl.com s-h-e-k dot nfl.com but i've uh, it's been reported to me that that isn't working so for the for the time being stick with dave damashek dot nfl.com and uh, and we'll get that corrected anywho enough of the technical nonsense let's get into it football is now underway we talked about it the other day on episode number 83 i encourage you nay demand that you go back and listen to that one my uh, my remembrances of a uh, of a wonderful weekend over there in Canton, Ohio. Here to talk about, though, the remainder of the preseason. Seated to my immediate right, as always, from NFL.com and NFL Network, Adam Rank. What's the poop, fella? Hey, boss. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you uh, making some time for me today. I don't know what that means, making some time for Well, you. it's nice of you to carve out some, some, some time to come here in kibitz, well, as look, you would say. I have a lot going right now. I, I have undertaken nothing less than maybe my greatest project ever you know that mm-hmm. uh, uh, the many hats i wear one of the one i wear the one uh, one of them that i wear most proudly is uh, i'm the uniform monitor for all of sports unofficial for the time being but i assume once uh Kamish Goodell signs off on it the rest of the commissioners will fall into the line quickly and what i've started and i announced it about a month ago on the uh, adam carolla podcast um, which I go on once a week, and you can look that up too, adamcarolla.com. I announced about a month or so ago that I would be doing a 1 through 122 ranking of the four major sports in America, mm-hmm. the quality of uniforms, or lack thereof. So I'm, I'm, I'm working hard, toiling late into the night on this thing. It's, it's difficult work, you know. It's tough sledding. I could just list them and send it out, but that right. wouldn't be right. You know, I, have to, I, I want it to be an earnest effort. So I'm working on that. As has number people. one been decided already? It has. Okay. Do you want to know who it is? No. I want it. I good. want the whole reveal. I, I wanted I want you to say reveal. yes, and then I was going to shoot you down. I want the excitement. full reveal. Okay, good. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's coming together. And then, of course, I'm working on a new NFL for you, the animated feature. By the way, I said this the other day. I know this is, uh, you know, patting myself on the back, but it's, it's nice to get validation from Steve Mariucci. Mm-hmm. He's a wonderful fella. And then Willie McGinnis came up to me and said something as well. So it's nice okay. to, to hear good news that people like, uh, like these, the, the foolish uh, work I do with uh, Jay Gish and those other good fellows over there at Bindle Dog, the animators. So we're ha- we'll have that for you early next week. We should week. get your Humble Brags sponsored. 
I think that'd be a nice. I, 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 I'm not. It's. I'm not attempting to hide. No, humble <laughs> brags are by definition. You're trying. You're pretending to be humble, but in fact, you're just bragging. I am not. I'm skipping the humble part. I'm saying I. I, I love it. It's great. Non-humble brag. Yeah, it's not. That's what I say. Unhumble brag. That's what yeah. I always say. I, I tweet out non-unhumble uh, brag all the time because that's cool. I'm not. I'm a. If you or if you're waiting for apology from me, keep on waiting. Fella. Yeah, I wouldn't. Because yeah. I because I like it I like I, I and I like it and I'm glad that Mooch and Willie McGinnis likes it. Now here's the big news. Let's talk about the preseason football. Oh, first let's say hello behind the glass. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you noticed that it's not black tie there behind the glass. It is not. Nor is it Wilk tie. Nope. Many producers have come in and out these doors. Black tie is still the producer. Fear not. Mm-hmm. But because he's also busy. Celebrate not, I think, is what you should say. <laughs> Some of the listeners might uh, <laughs> might feel that. Uh, members of the Czech Republic and uh, the rank amateurs unite on one front, and that's uh, an anti-black tie stance for some reason. But uh, behind the glass filling in today, this is a seminal day for us, Rank. It's our first ever woman NFL Network employee. It's uh, what shall we call her? She's blue-eyed. And we like to do a tie, so I was thinking we could call her Old Blue Tie. Okay. Is that good? I don't, so far. I don't like that. You, you don't, don't like it? That. You don't, don't like have, it, Blue I Tie? I don't have any say in my own nickname. Yes, of course you do. Black Tie named himself. What would you like yours to be? Just not that. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> See, please, I encourage you to speak up whenever you have something to share there, Blue Tie. But if you don't have something better to offer, then then that's really not That's true. I don't have anything better to offer. Blue Tie it is then. I think we should do, in fact, uh, just to get Black Tie's uh, goat, let's do a Blue Tie. Oh, let's do a Blue List, too, because he usually <laughs> does the Black List, which covers the uh, the hot topics of the week. So let's do a Blue Tie. Come up with some uh, ideas there, uh, Blue Tie, for us to, to kibitz about here. Will We're I be all- able to work Blue in this this little segment? I encourage it. <laughs> um, and we're also going to be joined uh, in a little while by, from around the league, one of our pals there who likes to come on here and debate stuff, Dan Hanzoos. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about T.O. and whatever else is on his P. And um, in the meantime, here's another big event here. Back after a fortnight away, it seemed like a lifetime to me. <laughs> Back from his homeland, he was in London where the Olympics are still going on. He's back on American soil, though. Look who it is. It's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. He's Handsome Hank from England. Handsome from England. His name is Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. He's Handsome Hank. Hello, handsome. Welcome back. How are you? Very well, Dave. Thank you very much for uh, for having me back. I didn't know if I was going to m- be able to make it um, through customs, and uh, apparently you spoke to uh, to one of the guys behind those desks, and they let me straight back in the country. Why? What what difficulty would you have getting yeah, through I customs? You bringing something with you? You shouldn't be. What do you hold customs? I mean, uh, whatever that the the other bit, the the passport pe- place. Those people are are unkind. They're sticklers. Yes. Really? Yeah, they're mean. How was your time in London? Tell us. Well, it w- I was kept busy. Of course, I directed that uh, opening ceremony. I don't know if you watched any of that, but it, I, well, I, I didn't watch I it. But it was together. received. It was received um, unevenly. Okay. I, actually, I'll tell you the truth. I didn't actually direct it. Oh, you did. <laughs> I watched it, and I found it extraordinary myself. And at the time, I was thinking, often like I do, I, I was thinking of you and, and Adam. Ah, that's nice. And I thought these guys are going to have no idea what on earth is going on because there were people dancing around a mountain at some point there were chimneys coming out of the ground to um, signify the industrial revolution that mm-hmm. happened in the UK at one point there were nurses dancing around hospital beds I'm not sure what that signified at all um, uh, there was is that the way stuff. it's done? Is that the way it's always done? Is it usually supposed to have I, some sort of regional flavor to it, or if, is it in if, a celebration? If I may add, I believe the nurses were to represent the extraordinary healthcare system in Great Britain. Is that what we do, though? As I, I can't remember I, yeah. past opening ceremonies. We celebrate the nation itself and not the world? No, I think normally they just set off a bunch of fireworks yeah. and they're done with it. But this apparently... And it was, it was cool. I, I actually switched it off when I was watching it because it was... Um, I found it too extraordinary. I thought it's but still But then the going next right day, now. I watched the... No, not the Olympics itself. No, the, the opening, opening ceremony. ceremony. Yeah. It may still be going on somewhere. Um, but then I did fast forward to the place where they just let off all the fireworks and, and lit the... 
big fire thing, and that was cool. I didn't see, like I say, I didn't, I didn't catch it, but I, I heard there was a thing with James Bond. James Bond was in it, and the Queen together, right? They the were the in real it Queen, the real Queen. It was, <laughs> that was cool. And NBC has been uh, has been provincial about their property because I have tried to go online and look at it and haven't been able to track it down. When I clicked to look at that thing, it says that uh, you know NBC has right. required to take it down. But that was like I said, that was like almost that two weeks ago, back, yes. or was it two weeks? In fact, inspired I suppose by the uh, by the Olympics, all this uh, all this hubbub about them tape delaying stuff. We're recording, you should know, in the name of full disclosure, just before the games kick off on Thursday night, the preseason, the full preseason slate, the week one preseason slate gets going here on Thursday night. We're recording right now, but you're listening at the earliest on Friday. That's the earliest this is going to get up there. So That's the opposite of tape delaying. How That's so? like tape Taping. previewing. Well, t- I don't know what you call it, but that we're taping ta- it because they they would tape something then show it after it's happened. We're taping before anything's happened, and then you're listening afterwards. Yeah, I don't know what that's called. So this is difficult. We could really we could really walk away with egg on our face here. We probably will. We could we could we could make predictions about we could talk about RG three and what he's going to do in his big game and his mm-hmm. premiere. Or, you know, how Todd Haley and Ben Roethlisberger are going to get along on the sidelines. Broncos debut and how well that's going to turn out. And who knows what, what by the time you're listening. Should we just fake it? Should we just fake like we watch the games yeah. and see I how like close that. we come? I like that. Or, I mean, I guess we, I, I guess uh, the our DeLorean rank, rank and I in season like to jump into the DeLorean and jump to the Tuesday after a week's game so that we st- take all the guesswork out of it. Mm-hmm. We could really jump into the DeLorean and do the show from tomorrow. Friday or beyond, for those of you listening, do yeah. we dare? I think Black Tie didn't he take the DeLorean wherever he's gone today? I think he may have used it. He he borrowed it. Where do you where, where do you think he went? Where do you think if Black Tie could go anywhere in history? Where do you think he would travel to? <laughs> um, I don't know. Why is he taking a vacation in August? And when taking, preseason games are starting, and taking my car too, yeah. taking my ride, my 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 uh, time jumping. Future. Yeah, uh, um, in the future, the past, I don't know where. Exactly. Dave, before we get away from the Olympics, right. I want to um, just uh, sort of remind you of something that you told me yes. probably a month ago now. You told me that uh, the United Kingdom, the UK, was terrible at the Olympics. I did. Yes. Never really show up at the Olympics. I thought this might come up. And was an embarrassment. And I, I just, I don't know, it depends when you're listening to it. When I'm, when I'm saying this, I believe the United Kingdom are third in the, um, in the medal table. Mm-hmm. Um, behind China. Is that what you call it over there? The metal table? What would, I don't, what would you call it? The metal count, right? Metal table, ranking, right. whatever. Table, okay, right, go let's ahead. Not, let's not be sticklers about this. There's You're a right, go ahead. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The US, behind China and the USA. The population of the USA is 311 million. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The population of China is 1.3 billion. Mm-hmm. The population of the UK is 62 million. Okay, so you're wow. aware that one number is a lot smaller than the other two. Mm-hmm. And yet they're third. Can I have a, some kind of an apology? F- not just because not to me because I, I'm not. I'm just a, I'm mm-hmm. just one person out of 62 million. But to the and entire United, I didn't. I could have competed if I was an American citizen. But the UK team's better than that. Oh, um, he comes uh, with some sass. That's what he was having trouble you, getting back through customs with. Was that <laughs> bag of sass he brought with him? Would you mind apologizing to the people of the United Kingdom? That literally hundreds of them listen to this show, and they're they're all on tenterhooks waiting for your apology. Well, it ain't jive, handsome. First of all, we do have a a substantial UK listening. Yes. That you think that uh, if you're listening and and you think, well, of course that can't really be true. In fact, there are a lot of people over there. And I think it's all owed to Handsome Hank. Even even though they can't see you, your dulcet tones are enough That's to draw that them in. That part of it's not true. They are just excited. They love the NFL. People in the UK love the NFL. Well, and they, anytime they can talk about it, listen to someone else talking about it, they will do. Well, it's terrific. And uh, and by the way, I get a lot of how do I know this is because, well, I see the numbers. But then I also see on the Twitter that uh, a lot of people tweet at NFL UK Hank, right? Yeah. It's been a while since I said it, yeah. of course, and then there's at Adam Rank, and then I'm at Damashek if you want to track us down. But, yeah, a lot of people drop a line, love that handsome Hank, so on and so forth. Um, now, to what you'd like to hear, well, listen, I'm happy to do it because mm-hmm. I have seen Dirty Dancing. I see how it ends. The late, great Jerry Orbach walks up to – or Swayze walks up to, to Jerry Orbach's table. He's the father of Jennifer Grey. Yep. And uh, he says, when I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. 
And that's what I say to you and the good people of the UK now. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Thank you very much. And your apologies accepted on behalf of the United Kingdom. But you're still gum on our shoe. (laughs) (laughs) And we still won won the biggest sporting event of them all. Super Bowl. No, I'm thinking of one that happened back in 1776. All right. With the help of the French, I don't know how much bragging we should do. (laughs) All right. Well, listen. Here's what we'll do now. Look who's coming through the door here. Look, the gang is almost all here from around the league. Our old pal, Dan Hanzoos. Come on in here, fella. Look at you. How are you? What's news? I'm great. Thanks for having me, as always. A pleasure to see you. Where's your Where's your friend Sessler? Sessler, he's, he's in parts unknown right now. Hmm. Too bad. Too bad. Well, yeah. he and I had a had a grand old time in Canton, Ohio. Really handsome. You were in London, England. I yes. was in Canton, Ohio. Basically, I mean, you can split hairs, but they're basically the same place. Yeah, yeah, there's not a whole lot of difference. <laughs> there's there. not much difference going <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, just there. accent really is the only thing. Same language, but just speaking with slightly different accent. I ate boneless chicken wings at a, uh, <laughs> at a place there uh, in Canton. Mm-hmm. You ate? Fish and chips. Boneless. Ooh. It was <laughs> 194 degrees in Canton. And it was 24 degrees Celsius in London. All right. Well, I don't even know what that means. All right. I'm, I'm not going to pursue this. Anymore. So that would be 38 degrees Celsius in Ohio. I just want to know if uh, Henry has any more census information for us. Well, apart from the population. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm surprised. So 62 million. 62 million. I guess that doesn't My seem. My research tells me. That doesn't seem too crazy. <laughs> so it was a good time with the family and everything I out had a there. Good time. Thank you very in much. In London, and you didn't you didn't attend any events though. I you told unfortunately me. didn't. That's too bad. Why? Would, but you went and drank in the atmosphere. I drank in and a, the bit, beer. a little bit of the atmosphere and and some London pride, but um, and some beer. But, uh, London pride is a type of ale. Oh, in mm. London. So I was I used as a metaphor. Thing. I do like um, the uh, I do like when I because I, w- I was over there once and I, d- I you know, it's a weird phenomenon. They, you know, when they when you go over there, it's one of the th- warnings that you get is, you know, the beer, they don't serve it cold over there. And you think like, that's not going to be right. But there's something delicious. So, well, there's it. a half truth because the, you can get cold uh, lager beer, which is what we call uh-huh. the you know, American style beer. And then beer is normally served flat. You know, there's no yeah. um, it's not carbonated or whatever. I don't know what you guys call that. Uh, we call it fizzy. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, and that is warmer. That's kept at room temperature. What uh, why, I, it is a weird thing that. Because anybody who knows, listen, you can love the USA all you want over uh, over the uh, UK, but one place that they do have us beat is with their beer, and uh, but they do on in a lot of those places, a lot of those pubs, they do have American beers. Oh yeah, well because th- there's nothing. I mean, some of your American beers are, are dr- somewhat drinkable. What's your, what? But like, I mean, yeah, you'll just see the standards on draft there. But I better avoid the rest of that subject since yeah. uh, if if. Any of them sponsor this podcast? I, I wouldn't <laughs> want to run afoul of them. All right, Seth, uh, I call you Sessler. Hand Zeus, a pleasure to see you. And uh, and then, uh, did you see Blue Tie as you came through the door there? Our first female uh, producer, yes, on uh, the show. Blue Tie, thank you very much for letting me in the door. Today. This was an on-air <laughs> reunion, and I hope you're uh, you're still with us, and we're ready to uh, to now delve into uh, some football talk and otherwise. Let's do a little something. Play the theme there. Um, would you blue tie? It's the blacklist theme, but we'll just use it for now. But uh, and then we'll do the uh, the blue list. The blacklist. Black tie reads current events. The blacklist. Damn it, check and wake if they're coming. The blacklist. The blacklist. All right, take it away there. Subject number one, blue tie. I think what's most interesting to me right now is the drums up in uh, New York. I'm sorry, what? What are those? The drums. What? Drums? Drums as in drama. Drum? Drums. It's the drums. The drums. That's not even short for anything. What is same, that? That word oh is the same God. length as it. drama. Yeah. No, it's the You're word. not even con- Drums. It's a word of my generation. The drums. I hate your get, generation. If you're looking to get a younger audience, you've got to get with it. Right. I don't know that we want one. The drums. <laughs> the drums. What are, what are, I, I, got a, I got too much going on in my life. I got to cut my words down. 
Drums. But you you stretch it out. It's actually longer than saying drama. Drama or drums. Yeah, the, the drums takes the exact same amount of time. Okay. I, okay. I advocate, okay. I, but I will say, I advocate that we know when you say, hey, what time is it? If you say it's 3 p.m. or what time are we doing that? Th- meet us there at 3 p.m. People, you have to say the P versus the A to clarify, but you don't need the M. The M is the M yeah. is is unnecessary. Yep. Now, if you cut the M, you'll. I mean, listen, it's a split second, one time over. But over the course of your lifetime, that's like fifteen twenty minutes you're you're saving, mm-hmm. and that time is yours to do with what you please. I say we lose the M, the drums. That gets us nothing except confused. All right, blue tie. What's your question about the drums? Where? Well, up in New York. Sanchez said yesterday. Mark Sanchez, yes. Mark okay. Sanchez said on a radio show that he said that Tim Tebow is the new Brad Smith of the Jets. What do you think of that? <laughs> Zing is what I think of that. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a, that's a pretty good put down there. Uh, listen. Is that I, jealousy, do you think? I, of all the attention? He's totally threatened. Well, that's the, that's, that's the real issue here, isn't it, with the, with the Jets? Like we said Probably the day that deal was made, we probably did the podcast and yapped about it. To me, in football terms, this makes great sense. You know, this is an offense that struggled to score points. And in the NFL, obviously, the you know, the Packers and Patriots and these teams play no defense. And yet that doesn't keep them from going deep into the playoffs. So it makes sense that they had to, they had to ramp things up. The issue, though, is that Mark Sanchez already, what, what, the ego, the confidence and all that already seemed dicey. So now you bring in a guy who's going to be, who's going to get more attention than he was. It's, it's a questionable thing in human terms. And I'll, I'll go one further for you. Imagine this. Mark Sanchez, when you see the highlights from training camp, and by the way, what the hokum of actually that they, we now can look online and uh, or listen to a newscast, and they will actually provide statistics from that. Hey, uh, Sanchez went uh, went nine out of uh, eleven in the in, in the uh, seven on seven drill. What we're providing <laughs> training camp stats now? Insane. But once the season gets going, and all the dopes out there start calling for Tebow, 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 it's going to be a hard case in terms of numbers for Sanchez to to defend his position when no matter how well he plays between the 20s, if Tebow is getting the touchdowns, like I would say, say six weeks into the season, they're 500. What is, what's Sanchez's case going to be? Like, yeah, I'm moving the team up and down the field. Yeah, but you have three touchdown passes. Uh, Tim Tebow scored 15. You know, it's going to just look at, it's going to be inequitable and it's going to be a tough uh, sell for him. And what about the second receiver position? Maybe we should throw this to Dan who – in the uh, in the issue of full disclosure, is a Jets fan. They don't have a number two receiver. When Antonio Cromartie said he was the number two receiver on the team, he was actually correct. Could Tim Tebow line up at receiver? No, I don't. Th- I don't see that happening. They they certainly do have some depth issues there. They're really leaning on Stephen Hill to emerge. Um, is that really the plan, though? Because plan. he again, he was in a triple option offense. Yep. <laughs> he caught three passes in college. I mean, all he did was block the whole time. This is going to be the savior to the passing game. He's really fast, though. He, he can run. Very I know, quick. yeah, terrific. He's very yeah. quick. Good they, for him. And they have him. He's right now in the depth chart installed as the guy start, starting opposite Holmes. But uh, but to go back to what we were talking about, I don't think Sanchez is threatened. Uh, by Tebow, once the practice started and he realized what was going on with Tebow, I think he was like, oh, "All right, I got this under control." When Tebow's throwing the ducks into the dirt, and Sanchez knows he's the guy, he's the guy in the offense. The only thing I don't buy into is uh, Sanchez saying that I have no problem marching the team down eighty-five yards if Tebow scores as long as we score. Like going back to what you were saying, Dave, that that doesn't check out, and he's behind the scenes. That is not how he feels. But well, that's what he's coming. Think with right about now. this: here in Studio Sixty Six, we've talked to a number of times to Steve Smith of the Panthers, and he raised that point. You know, we said, "Well, it, it, who cares really?" The Cam Newton gets the touchdowns. It seems from a fantasy perspective, you know, we people who have Jonathan Stewart or D'Angelo Williams wring their hands. Oh, I should have had that goal line touchdown and Cam Newton stealing those. That doesn't matter to the players, though, does it? And Steve Smith said, "Oh, yes, it." does and it's not just pure ego that drives that it's you know business from a business standpoint if you don't have a lot of touchdowns you don't get paid as much with your next deal yeah I think that that obviously is going to be a problem for him he definitely throws the ball all you have to do with the naked eye is watch Mark Sanchez or any 
NFL QB throw a ball versus Tim Tebow. Obviously, he, you know, he can sling it better. But it's not like Sanchez has been great in three years anyway. He's not a superior, a superior talent. So if he doesn't, I, I just think for him, I don't. I was about to say I fear for him, but I don't really care either way how the how the Jets turn out. But objectively. I, I think he better play really well. He better be a better version of himself this season right. than he has been, or else he is going to yeah. find the pine fairly quickly. Here's the other interesting thing with Sanchez, too, and he, he's just so so scrutinized. And I, I will say that he did not have a great year uh, in 2011 by any stretch. But if you just go pure statistics, the guy, he had 26 touchdowns passed. He ran for six touchdowns, which people don't even realize, the same as Tebow had. So, you know, you do the math there, it's 30-plus touchdowns. That's not a woeful season by any any stretch compared to what the generally agreed-upon bad quarterback season is. Statistically, he wasn't terrible. So this idea that he's this atrocious quarterback, and I know Henry uh, feels that Sanchez is garbage, I don't think he's a terrible quarterback, and I think he has a chance to do well this season. I don't think, though, if we try to quantify it by a list, do you think Mark Sanchez is in the top 20 NFL starting QBs? I think he's... 15 in that area. I'd like you to make that list before yeah. you answer it, actually, because if you start you start mapping it out, I, I, I can almost guarantee you you can come up with 20 names you'd rather have under center in week one as a Jets fan than Mark Sanchez. I think he is uh, – the reason I say 15 is because the first thing that comes to my mind is that he's middle of the pack. You know, neither great nor poor. He's right in the middle. There. No, poor. I, I'm telling you, he's in the bottom third. I've made that list, and and that's where he checks out right around like 22, 23. I mean, you get can, back to you. Now, here, here's well, the better way to do it is count. You can count on one hand. Name the seven quarterbacks in the NFL. Let's say uh, handsome. Let's do it. Name the QBs in the NFL that are the presumed starters in 2012 that are worse options than Mark Sanchez. The Dolphins, um, whoever the, Dol- the Dolphins whoever, throw whoever out the there. the Dolphins, Cardinals throw out as The well. Cardinals, probably. I'd, I'd say. Probably, but is Kevin Cobb, right. do you assume Kevin Cobb is? is uh, Kevin Cobb okay, around Sanchez is, but I'm, I'm okay, going to give right, Sanchez right. the benefit Kevin of the Kevin Cobb doubt. wouldn't be better. Right. Um, I think uh, I'm not yet willing to say that Brandon Whedon's going to be better than Mark Sanchez, although I think in a year's time we'll sit here and say that, that he is. Um, not Sam Bradford. You would definitely prefer Sam Bradford, oh, right? Yeah, it's not even in the same. Ryan Fitzpatrick? I'd prefer Fitzpatrick. You would prefer Fitzpatrick for you, too? Hand Zeus, Rank? It's a tough one. I don't... Either one of them. I, he stinks. I, is the bot- I mean, yeah, I, I really don't think. I don't, I don't think we, we wanna... need to go through this list. We know Mark Sanchez <laughs> it's, stinks. It's... It's... The, the Mark Sanchez defenders always say this, too, and they look at his stats from last year. And like, oh, you know, he had 26 touchdowns, all those rushing ones. I'm going to pull out his last three games. Two interceptions against the Eagles. Two interceptions against the Giants. Three interceptions against the, uh, against the Dolphins. Three losses at the end of the season. That's why he stinks. And you can games look at they it. had to have. Right? Games the, the uh, Jets had to win. You can look at it, and it's like fantasy guys do this a lot. Like, hey, look, you know, he had six rushing touchdowns, all these things. Yeah, it's fine when you look at it at the end of the season. You go, oh, those totals weren't bad. But when you look at it from game to game, and when did he have big games, and when did he win a right. game for the Jets? And it's not just the picks. It's bad decisions. If you look back on those games, you know, aside from the interceptions, it was throw, you know, making just poor decisions at, at important times. People, people very easily forget what, what he was able to do before last season now, though. You say he never wins Hand the games. ball off? No, yeah, he made throws. And, if you watch those playoff watch games, he made play. throws. He watch made his... plays. He, he protected the ball. He's had some really good moments, and that's why, as a Jets fan, you shouldn't be all out on Sanchez until – That is that is the wrinkle, is that the, the thing well, well, that no, is no, difficult. No, no, no. That, that, uh, that playoff loss against the Colts when they were li- when they were leading and you had the ball and they, at the end of the first half, and if Sanchez makes one play, gets one first down – they keep Peyton Manning off the field. They don't get it. They have to punt. Manning, boom, 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 boom. Colts score. Game over. If Sanchez makes a play there, the Jets might go on to win that that's game. That's his rookie season, though. And I think that's a rough. That is a tough, that but is a tough but one. But you're going to say that he makes plays. I know. I, but, you know, I agree with you. I, I do agree with you largely. But that is the difficult aspect of analyzing Mark Sanchez is that his best moments happen right. to have been in the playoffs. That's the thing. But that, I guess, that comes with being a USC kid and playing – under the lights kind of thing. But then again, you look at ranks thing. Now, this is the Jets in both those runs. Here's the thing with the Jets in both those runs that Sanchez has made. I think there's a different psychology when you're playing with house money, which is what the Jets were doing in both those seats. There was a sense they had no business being there. When you're playing from that perspective, that's one thing. When 
the New York media is coming down on you. This guy stinks. This guy stinks. He better win these games and get us into the playoffs. There's something legitimate to lose, namely the uh, spot in the postseason. It's a different standard. There's more pressure on you, and he did crumble last year at least. Let me ask one question to you, Mr. Damashek. Uh AFC Championship game, I think – if Sanchez gets the ball back and Roethlisberger doesn't make that great completion at the end of the fourth quarter, I think the Jets win that game. I've said he, that many times. He was playing I out talk- of his mind in the second half, and nobody remembers that. San- no, I they remember. They lost that game, but Sanchez played great in the second half of that game. I, listen, on this podcast, I've I've many times hung Brian Schottenheimer, the former OC, out to dry on that, and I've said that uh, I've you know I've I've asked. DeBrickishaw Ferguson here. I've asked uh, I asked Mike Tannenbaum that the other day in Canton. What about that one possession in the third quarter when they decide to go with LaDainian Tomlinson instead of Sean Green? They continue to push the ball down the field and they get a touchdown there. That game probably does turn out differently. But that's not how it went, though. And Joe Ooh. Flacco isn't the best quarterback in the NFL because Lee Evans dropped the ball. And what about that, that to put a button on it then? That's the other guy, the other game manager who who has had some success, at least last year. Alex Smith or Mark Sanchez? Who would you rather have rank? I start with you. Alex Smith. You like Alex Smith better? I'd go with Alex Smith now. Hanzoos. Sanchez. Blue tie. I would go with Sanchez, but I also want to defend him as top five best-looking quarterbacks. Okay. Oh, it's important. <laughs> it's an important list. You can top five? Who's number He's one? top five. Who's one? Who's, who's one? Oh, that's debatable. Well, that, well you're listen, that's why you're list. here. I'm, I, a, lot, a lot of girls would go with, or, or men. Who are you go going with? with? I would go, I mean, I go with Jay Cutler, but I'm biased. Jay Cutler! Jay Cutler! Jay Cutler. No, Ro- Rogers is up there. Brady, obviously. He's got the diet. Cam Newton? All right. Cam's a good-looking guy. What about Aaron Rodgers? Was, was the blue and black list supposed to be a Andy quick Gilton. hitting thing? Yeah. yeah. We're still on number one. Let's get off two. this because Blue Tie just embarrassed herself. Next subject. <laughs> I did not embarrass myself. It's a matter of opinion. Jay Cutler Um, and his five chins. Well, as we all know, this is on tape delay, but Peyton Manning makes his debut tonight. He made his debut. Yeah, he he looked great. He made. He looked. He looked just two series, but he looked great. He looked great. Um, Is his well okay? I thought he looked a little rusty. Yeah, (laughs) all of those. But he was never a mobile guy anyway, so I guess we shouldn't be too Mm. surprised. Is his comeback going to be more like Joe Montana or? Chad Pennington. Hmm. Chad, two extremes. Wait, Chad Pennington. All I've seen, well, well, of course, aside from the two series we watched on Thursday night for Peyton Manning, the the thing that uh, all I've seen in training camp from Peyton Manning is him drop back. Is that move of that drill where he drops back, goes through his progressions, looks, you know, turns his head and body around a little bit, and then tucks the ball with two hands and then runs forward. <laughs> and it's the most un, it's the most awkward looking thing. It's funny to say like, yep, that's one of the best ever to play football. There he is. <laughs> looks goofier than me if I went out there and did that. So it's 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 ridiculous. Oh, by the way, speaking of looking goofy, I have to plug something else here. Go on NFL.com. Look for uh, the NFL. Fans Ultimate Road Trip presented by Cars.com. That should be up there. Um, ASAMP, my trip to Canton, Ohio, and my conversations with all the Hall of Famers and me down on the field with the Saints and all that jazz. But anyway, okay. So um, I go Joe Montana. Well, is, I don't think he's going to succeed on the level that Joe Montana did, but that's off the top of my head. Joe Montana in his first season with the Chiefs, I believe, was 93 and he went to – he was a wild card, wild card yeah. hosting the Steelers, and they won in overtime. And did they go deep? Did they go to the title game that year? They lost they, to the Bills, right, in one of I those years? they went to the title game. I they, they, beat, they beat the Dolphins. They beat the Oilers the, one year. I remember that. Uh, yeah, that's the game I'm thinking of. So he had, what, two seasons in KC? Yeah. Yes. Two seasons in KC and turned them into a winning team when they were crummy preceding that. Um I don't, you know, as I've said, I think Kansas City wins that division. So by that standard, he's not going to do what a lot of people I think anticipate, which is take them to to the crown in the AFC West. I think they're a second place team there. Hanzus, how say you? I think anything less than a playoff berth and a solid season is a disappointment, and that's what Montana did in his first season, which has made the playoffs. So yeah, I think he can do what Montana did. Uh, if he does what Pennington did, I guess in that 2008 Dolphins season. You know, um, 
That, that would be okay, but they were one what he do? Because it seems well, to me like every time Chad two, Pennington came back, he he would like play for a game. Comebacks. There was a Pennington comeback where he did where he did fantastically and took the. Remember when he first joined the when Favre turned up in New York with the Jets? Right, he right, First right. joined the Dolphins, they went from one and fifteen to division champions. Then there was another time, which I think was his last playing year, two thousand six, ten. I think we're talking. That was two thousand eight. Then two thousand ten, oh. he came back and rep- and Henny had been playing terribly. He came back for one game and kind of pulled his hamstring, getting to the huddle. Well, oh, right, actually, right, right. You're uh, talking about the year that, that Tom was, Brady that was, had the knee w- injury. Is the year that he, right? That, yes. That was his Pennington's first the only guy to win comeback play of the year twice. I believe he right. won in 06 and 08. And then 08, came back from but, a shoulder injury and beat uh, with the Jets, and then came back with the yes. Dolphins. But I would say he's more like Montana. Uh, so you think – so he, uh, let's just set the standard as winning record. I know what Rank thinks about this. How say you, though? Yeah, I don't think the, the uh, Broncos have a winning record. You're saying 7-9, and nine, right? Yes. So, so that's closer I mean, it's, to – No, I, I, I think the, the expectations for him are a little bit unrealistic because Joe Montana did have a year where he was the backup in San Francisco, where he had another year to get ready before he went to Kansas City, and – Peyton Manning's coming into a new situation, and you look at it, if he was going back to Indianapolis, if Jeff Saturday was a center and he had Reggie Wayne, he had all the usual suspect, all of his same coaches, the continuity still the same, yeah, I'd say he'd come out, throw for close to 4,000 yards, maybe 28, 30 touchdowns, but going to a new situation in Denver with new receivers, a new line, you know, can can I trust the center to call out the right protection, and and are the receivers going to see the same thing I see, and are they going to make the right breaks and everything? It's going to be too much of an adjustment. He's going to start off pretty slow, probably pick it up towards the end of the season, but by that time, it'll be too late. Here's the thing. I, the, the, the big question for me with the Broncos is, what do they know that we don't know? And people have now gotten to see him in practice, and in fact, we just saw him in that uh, Thursday night game, but people are getting a look at what, he, what he's got left. But they must think, or unless they're wild optimists, that their backup QB is Caleb Haney. Right, Caleb Haney. So the so the so the man with all the neck surgeries and who hasn't played since 2010. That's the guy that that, that like. Well, if he doesn't work, well, at least we have a fail safe. Well, that's well, exactly. But there's always that problem in the NFL. No, We've no, always, no, yes, no, it, no, no, no. It's there, always there are been good a backups that you can no, tr- rely upon not, to win. It's hard to okay. You're spoiled as a Steelers fan. It's hard to find a good quarterback. The Rams in '85 had an NFC Championship caliber Uh-oh. team, and they brought in a guy named Dieter Brock <laughs> oh, to lead the it, team. Man. Because it shows that there is a shortage of good quarterbacks. Well done. Maybe the best. That's organic, organic reference. That was organic. That was, that was real good. Yeah, that was yeah organic. good for you. We try to work in Dieter Brock at least once a show, and Rank has done it more than anyone else. He's the best in the world, Adam. Yes. Peyton Manning, best QB in the NFL, best Dieter Brock reference maker, Adam Rank. I yeah. want to be in a movie where James Kahn is just sitting there talking about, you need a guy? Drop a Dieter Brock reference. Adam <laughs> Rank. Um, all right, yeah, but I listen, I think Caleb Haney, I disagree with you that nobody has a good backup. We just talked about the Jets. I, I'd rather have Tim Tebow than Caleb hard, Haney. I think it's hard just to find a good quarterback a lot of times, and it, it, you can't fault the Broncos if, well, sorry that their backup's not great. The Jets don't have a great quarterback. But they in this case, starter. in this case. The Cardinals don't have a great starter. All right, listen. But in this case, but at least they have two guys that are about even, and so like if one doesn't work out, all right, well, now we'll try this kid out. We'll try the other guy out. What the what the the Broncos are hinging their fortune to this old man who who has a bum neck and without any back. In this case, you especially yes, of course, Tom Brady could get hurt, and then and then they would be in a lot of trouble. But there's no indicate there's no reason to expect him to fall on his face. Whereas Peyton Manning has a lot of questions about his health. They should have made that a priority. We must get somebody in case this is a failure. They right? drafted Brock Osweiler. They obviously think highly of him. I wouldn't say. That. Right, I don't think enough. it's definite that Caleb Haney is the backup. If if he goes down, and I don't know what they've seen of Osweiler in in training camp, and obviously I don't know how well he played. Okay tonight in mm-hmm. in in the game that we just. What? He looked good. Yesterday. He has a he, he, he has looked, a hose. He, yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's a big, tall, tall. big tall kid with a strong arm. Um, <laughs> and I saw that tonight, uh, last night, last night, um, last, last night. night. 
Um, but uh, so maybe maybe he's the guy. Touche. You've uh, you've uh, provided uh, some. You've, you've made me look at this with a glass half full. Maybe Brock Osweiler is the answer there. But I think whatever the answer is, they will see a lot of playing time because I don't personally. I don't think Peyton Manning will play more than three games this season. Is that true? That is. I've said that for several months. You don't think he's going to play more than three games? The, the neck isn't ready. The neck is not fixed. The neck. Wow. Will ne- that, this is his last three games in the NFL. Quick question: Do you think? Do you guys imagine then? I know Kamish Goodell always, you know, this is his the biggest thing of his uh, tenure as the commish has been trying to reduce hits and, you know, head hunting and bounty gate and all that stuff. Does anybody do you do you do you think the defensive guys going at him as they're about to sack him, do they let up a little bit? Like we you know, he's a living legend, he's got a bad neck, he's an old man, we should take it easy on him. Do they hit him extra hard? Does anybody bring put, put a little more I mean listen, their first regular season game is against the Pittsburgh Steelers. And Kamish Goodell likes uh, finding those guys and James Harrison and all those guys. Do you expect James Harrison – I mean, I think James Harrison plays the same way, but is there anybody out there that gives him a little business or do people lay off him or just treat him like anybody else? I say they lay off him a little bit. It seemed at times when you were watching Kurt Warner in the final part during his Cardinals years, except for that game against the Saints, I never – it always seemed that guys – we're not hitting them as hard. Helping into the could. ground. It yeah, they like, were kind of like, like <laughs> exactly. Right. Like, it's the like, opposite of helping someone off the ground. Yeah, they were just kind of like, <laughs> and that's why I think when you look back. Two guys sort of canopy yeah. him, lower yeah. him down. <laughs> yeah. They're like, hey, will you just go down? Um, all right, blue tie. Next on the list. Well, you all have used a lot of time to cover those last two topics. So I would talk about maybe what you really want to get to i like blue ties low energy yeah <laughs> i i don't feel i don't feel we've i, I don't feel like we've lost anything no. from black tie black tie <laughs> black tie and wilk tie could hardly care they could hardly be bothered to listen to the show or to or to or to care about anything we're talking about and blue tie has maintained that that you, same you guys, standard you guys just have a lot of energy i don't want to you know try to overshadow all right you all. i'm complimenting you thank you <laughs> all right go ahead blue tie that's all I got. Two two things on the blue tie, on the blue list. Perfect. All right. <laughs> all right, listen. We wanted Hanzoos to come up here and Sessler, too, to, because we like to debate stuff here. They debate stuff on Around the League go there. What was your debate this week there, Hanzoos? We, uh, we discussed whether T.O. would be uh, an impact player this season with the Seattle Seahawks. T.O., Oh, Terrell Owens. Yes, yes. Correct. I've heard he's back Number in. 10. I've heard yes. he's back in the league. Number ten. First of all, what weird. gives with that? Why? Do, why? Why can't he be eighty-one? Uh, Mr. Tate, Golden Tate. Golden Tate. Give it up. How and, Golden and Tate couldn't thing, be bought for a grand? Well, one thing we know about T.O. is he doesn't have a grand. That's why he's still oh, playing. That's, that's the problem. <laughs> that's right. Oh, I'll buy you. A, I'll do it for a car. We, Sorry, we no. He's gonna go. He's gonna be the one who steals the donuts yeah, this time. Exactly. It is funny that uh, Steve Largent gave up eighty to Jerry Rice, but Golden Tate couldn't give up eighty-one. Rank that points was, that one out. That's that a, is the crime. worst thing. Yeah. And, and I'm so glad Rod Smith said no when he when Jerry Rice went to Denver the, yeah. the next year to try to said no, nope, you, you you're not getting number eighty. Steve, you're put in such a bad spot. Like, oh, geez, I don't know what to say. You broke all my records, and now you want to come take number eighty. It's just a D move. Like how how the audacity to even ask for it. That's an out that really is it outrageous. Is the number <laughs> is retired and in the rafters. Who does that yeah. He's they've got one play I guess now Cortez. Steve Largent's in the Hall of Fame. It's not just that he's a legend on right. the team. He's a, he is one of by the way, I ask that question all the time. Um, who is the second greatest receiver in in NFL history in modern times? I know mm-hmm. I, I rank and I've gone on and on about uh, talking about Don Hudson and everything, but you know, let's say Super Bowl era on who's the second best receiver. Statistically, it's either T.O. or Randy Moss, and you know Michael Irvin is a is a worthy candidate for that honor. But Steve Largent, we forget about him yeah. in terms of spectacular deeds, longevity, success. He just happened to be on crumb bum teams almost mm-hmm. his whole career, but, but playing yeah. in Seattle too. He he should be in that top five probably right absolutely yeah right that's what, yeah playing in a market that just perennially wasn't very good so yeah but so now he's wearing Jimmy Zorn's number number ten T O and here's the only thing I'll say in his face well you know what Hanzoos this yeah. is your debate you make your case and then uh, the rest of us will will weigh in on whether or not you get it right well my case is that um, I like many people was on the Terrell Owens 
uh, doubter bandwagon for a long time. I, I had a lot of fun uh, on the Around the League blog with you know making jokes at his expense and all that nasty stuff. But um, I can't doubt the guy anymore. I mean, I think that when everyone was cracking jokes at his expense for months and months, and uh, he just kept working. He got and he got a job now, and he's in great shape. And he fell into a situation in Seattle where they're craving somebody to make plays. Uh, Pete Carroll's already made a reference that he could be a starter if he does something in camp, and I think he will. And I, I think the guy is not only going to get significant uh, playing time, I think he's going to get the ball, make plays, potentially even be a 1,000-yard guy, hmm. and being in the, be in the discussion for comeback player of the year. And Sessler, your pal, who you debate on uh, on around the league and here on the podcast, for the record, all time you are two and zero against Sessler in these debates. So judged by me and Rank, and uh, so you're two and zero here. He's upset and about that. my vote is. Let me just tell you what my vote is is in favor of Hanzus going to three and zero. Let me just say why. Let me just tell you why I think that To. I agree with that. All you have to do, you know, his reputation speaks for itself, and it's well-earned, especially with his stop in the Arena League, the the, the third-rate Arena League. That, that wasn't he the Arena League. That was the Whatever indoor, that was. The Iffle. Whatever that was. It was indoor football, right? It was right. Arena football. The Allen Wranglers. The, yeah, whatever nonsense that was. Yeah. But I'll say this. In his last two NFL stops, with the namely with Cincinnati, he had a gangbuster season there. He had a great year there. Mm-hmm. And then the year before that... It was a good year, a little more understated, but the whole season for Buffalo was a it was a garbage team and a and a lost season for the Bills. And under those terms, he, he he performed pretty well. So his last two stops, he didn't make a peep. He was a good soldier, as far as I know. There was nothing. Uh, there was no nonsense coming out of To. So at least by that measure, it's not like well he's gonna he's gonna be a cancer for those Seattle Seahawks. The thing with the Seahawks is they have a lot of guys that sort of fit that description now. They have a lot of they have a lot of these project type guys, a lot of question mark type guys. I wonder how volatile it's going to be, but maybe that's how Pete Carroll likes it. Maybe he's accustomed to handling that with the uh, the pressure cooker of SC. How say you, Rank? I agree with that. He had close to I don't think he had a thousand yards in his last season with Cincinnati, but he had nine touchdowns. And he's going to inevitably be compared to guys like Chad Johnson and Randy Moss, guys who are terrible in their last stops. Randy Moss was forgettable for three different teams in 2010. Chad Johnson, so bad in New England, he had to change his name. And now Terrell Owens comes out hmm. playing pretty good football the last time he was in the NFL. No reason to think that he's not going to yeah, continue. Yeah, well, the, 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 the no reason the devil's advocate to you and to me is the is – he had a knee injury. And, mm-hmm. well, and, plus he's old. And he's, but he's a year removed from playing in the NFL. I think at that age, it's fine to say those, but these, at least those other guys were in the NFL last year. He didn't play in the NFL last year, and he's coming off a pretty ser- serious knee injury, and he's 38 years old, I think that's right. You know, yeah. that's, it's tough to get back to I think to 39 it. by season. 39 right. in December. Oh, is that right? Um, okay. And, but one thing to that is he did, and this for some reason has been questioned in a lot of places, but his timed 40 was in the 4-4 range, which that's is terrific. outrageous. I'm, I'm the guy could still him, move. But, but he, he could but, still move, though. That's all I'm saying. And, yeah, Chad, as opposed to Chad 85, you know, who's who's a slightly built guy, as he gets longer and longer in the tooth. I mean, listen, as I always say, that guy hasn't done anything in a half dozen seasons. So, to him. And then Randy Moss, it seems to just always be about motivation with him. That's bizarre that one season he can be – prolific with the Patriots and then the next be a no-show for that team so obviously it's about will for him T.O. at least always tries hard at least he always tries hard he is a specimen he's old he's not going to be as good as he was eight years ago but I could see him contributing on that team especially if Sidney Rice can stay right for any amount of time and be a legitimate number one if T.O. is your number two or three option out on the field then yeah he's not going to see that if he's not seeing the top corner then he should he should be okay Mm -hmm. not he's not going to rank among the best in the league but he's gonna for a guy that uh, to take a flyer on a guy like that who you can who you can cut if he if he uh is a troublemaker he just you know he doesn't have anything left and you can just cut bait with him by the end of training camp i think it's a good move and and greg rosenthal around the league also wrote yesterday that Sidney rice who we don't really know what his status is and he really has shoulders only in theory at this point Mm -hmm. um owens might have been brought in because Rice might not be a difference maker this year, and they have concerns about him. So it might not be a situation when they're we're playing side-by-side. Side. It could be a situation where Owens is the guy they need to fill that void. And they've got Braylon too, right? they got Braylon, they got Braylon Edwards. Yeah. I mean, yeah, somebody, one of those guys gets cut. i got to right. assume either Braylon or T.O. I like Braylon. 
I like how you call him Braylon. <laughs> like London. Yeah. Uh, I like. I think one of those two guys can't make it because they have Golden Tate. They have Doug Baldwin. Or maybe Sidney Rice is the guy who gets mm-hmm. kicked to the curb. But, yeah, one of the bit, one of the bigger name guys probably can't uh, can't make the team. Um, all how right. You, uh, we'll go for a point of pointing out, uh, Jerry Rice, when he was 39, had 1,139 yards for the Raiders, nine touchdowns. The following year, he had 1,211 yards and huh. seven touchdowns, 39 when he was 40. So there is a precedent of a guy, a receiver, who, coming off injuries like Jerry Rice was, was able to go out and Different crank cats, it up yeah, different. definitely different cats, but, but but they do probably work about as hard. By yeah. all accounts, you know, one guy's a, you know, quiet team guy and the other guy's a pain in the tuchus, but at least they both work really hard, so you would expect the same sort of pro- production. What number did Jerry Rice wear at the Broncos? 19. Nineteen. Yep. That's no good. Go ahead. What's more awkward, uh, number nineteen Jerry Rice or number forty-five Michael Jordan? Well, the forty-five, he he did it to himself. That was weird. Yeah. That's what. But but we like to talk about jerseys that uh, that are cool to own. I think a forty-five Bulls jersey is kind of neat to 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 sport. Pretty decent. An ironic way. Mm -hmm. We didn't do it again. I know we everybody's got and we got to wrap this thing up. Do we, anybody want to blow through a jersey or no? We'll do it next week. Doing oh, everybody's just staring at me. <laughs> I'm trying to think what team we would do. We, we could do any it. team. Listen, we could we Seahawks? just apply ourselves. What's what is Blue Tie's favorite team? That's who we'll do. Favorite team. I know what it is. The Titans. The Tennessee Titans. That's why she likes Jay Cutler because she hails from uh, from the state of Tennessee, from the Volunteer State. Right. Quickly, there's not a lot of choices mm-hmm. on the Tennessee Titans, and I imagine. Like this is a weird one. You don't want no a, or, Houston Oilers. Yeah, you don't Absolutely want a, You don't no. want a Dante Pastorini or an no. Earl Campbell. That'd be sweet, no. but and you we don't get out that. Eddie George straight away. <laughs> Another cool one, though, if you're a Houston Oilers fan, would be to have a uh, to have a Kenny Burroughs double zeros. If you're and, a Houston, yeah, yeah, but you're not. We're not talking. Well, when about we do it. the Texans, we can bring in all those names. Yeah, I, I think mm-hmm. we'll allow that. All right, but we're doing Tennessee. Yeah, you don't have a lot of choices. Nine McNair. I, that's what I'd go with. Eighty-seven Dyson. He scores the he's, he scores the uh, miracle in Music City, which I still am not sure should have counted. I still mm. so many times I've seen. False. I'm still not. Sure. Uh, Forget about Dyson though. You if you're gonna get a jersey from that play, it's Wycheck who made an Frank incredible Wycheck, throw. Yeah. Yeah. Great uh, guy. Yep. You know, and he's a great guy, as Blue Tie tells us. That I think he's the guy you get. A nice tight end jersey too. I'm trying to think. I don't want to miss anybody. It's a it's a relatively short. How long have they been there? Twelve years probably. Something like that? 99 yeah. was the first year. You don't want Eddie George, I don't think. No, definitely not. They... Javon Curse. I was going to say Javon Curse. Javon yeah. Curse. Curse doesn't, but he doesn't finish off with them. Well, yeah. It's McNair. Kenny Britt for comedy McNair. reasons, maybe. I guess it's nice to honor Why is it not Eddie? Number nine, but... It's not always just about it's not always just about the uh, about who the best player was, but in this case, when you have a short history, they yeah. don't have any characters, no cool guys. That makes what? sense. Pac-Man Jones, Corlin Finnegan. Back, I, back I said cool guys, <laughs> cool guys that you'd like to. <laughs> Cortland Finnegan, maybe, but now he left them too, so that doesn't make sense. Pac-Man Jones is not one not you would want. Why don't you throw an Albert Hainsworth <laughs> while you're at it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I, I think I'm going to go curse because that's cooler, right? A little bit cool. Uh, the I'd, nine is I'd nice. Go, I'd go Keith Bullock. Keith Bullock, fifty-three. He spent ten ten seasons there. Kevin right. Mawai. If you had a curse jersey <laughs> and it said instead of Jeez, curse yeah. on the back, it said freak. Is that cooler or less cooler? Less no, cool. I, I think he, no, no, no. That's uh, don't make don't create the drams here, please. <laughs> blue tie. That, that is definitely it's not actually pronounced drums. Oh, I'm sorry, the drums. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's not make the drums. Yes, I think curse is the only way. That you do not play with the way the player wore it on the back. That's a cardinal rule, of course, mm-hmm. um, or a titan rule in this case. All right. So, what, what's our vote? We'll put it to a vote. How about that? We'll we'll ask uh, the Czech Republican rank amateurs out there to vote at DaveDamashek.NFL. Dot com and uh, one last question for you there blue tie is um because you're a lady and you just asked about it. I said the other day in the Hall of Fame that when I saw Curtis Martin I wanted to speak with him just so I could let him know that I consider him perhaps the most handsome Hall of Famer in history. He's a he's a striking man. Did his bust match up to his real life? Uh, you know what? It's a great question. Handsome. I think one of the worst yeah. ones ever is uh, Yeah, oh, you know what? Curtis Martin's you know, you're, you're, it was was terrific really? actually. A great likeness. Deion Sanders is probably the one that's the furthest off. Poor prime. 
Yeah. Also, well, you know Dan what? Marino as well. If you look, I would never ever recognize Walter Dan Payton bus. is unrecognizable too. Really? Yeah, I looked. I stood right next to. Looked right at it. You would yeah. never know that that was sweetness. Um, Curtis Martin, handsomest Hall of Famer. He is a very good-looking gentleman. That's not the question. Best ever. Better than Broadway Joe. Better than Danny Marino. Better than Joe Namath. Better. Th- I mean, better than Joe Montana. Better than Marcus Allen. The juice. If he had more chins, would he be as hot as Jay Cutler? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's into fat dudes. So yeah. who's, who's the fattest guy in the hall? She's no, into Art Connor. Donovan. No, he, he, he definitely <laughs> really rakes rough. up there. Art Donovan? <laughs> no, I'm saying Curtis Martin definitely uh, rakes up there. Yeah. Top of the list. More so than like a Marino. <laughs> yeah, he's only number two on the list, though. When, you get, when you get Brady number, and Breeze in there, the whole that, that goes out the window. 77 Rofe. Really? Drew Breeze? <laughs> a good-looking guy, yeah. Come on, he's not, he's not on par with Brady. Let's not get crazy. Let's not, <laughs> let's not, let's not uh, go too far here, blue tie. All right, well, listen, well, let's finish it off before we do with uh, as we do at the end of each episode. We honor the player who wore the episode number best. We're on episode number 84, Randy Grossman, the Super Bowl-winning tight end of the Wrong Pittsburgh Randy. Steelers. Well, he caught, touchdown, he caught a touchdown pass in Super Bowl ten. How say you, Rank? Well, there's uh, Shannon Sharp. Yeah. Sterling Sharp. Randy Moss. Randy Moss, Randy Moss with the uh, Vikings. With but the, the Vikes. original Randy Moss. Right. You know. T.O. Uh, no, not T.O. I know this isn't, it's not going to go to him. It bugs me when you look at all the Cowboys from that 90s team, you go and you talk about how good they are. Jay Novacek was just the guy you hated because he always made the Wasn't big he 89, place. though? He's 84. Oh, he was. I'm thinking he's 89. Well, then Joey Galloway wore 84. 84. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyone else? Who are we forgetting here? 84. I, I think uh, Randy Moss is the runaway 84. Mm, most dynamic too. wide receiver of all time. There's Bruce Hardy, Dolphins tight end of the uh, mid-80s, but probably doesn't quite make the cut. Yeah, he and Joe Rose. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 80 and 84. Mm-hmm. What was their and, nickname? Uh, they must have had a snappy <laughs> nickname just like the, uh, the Marx Ro- brothers. They used to call them Hardy and Rose. Oh, is that what they called him? Oh, that's that's clever. I like that quite a bit. Um, all right. Yeah, I guess uh, I'm, I'm surprised. Slim picking. So we're going Shannon or uh, what's everybody's vote? Did, but you're I'm voting. Moss. You're banning Moss, Moss as a Viking. Moss. Two Mosses. All right, let's do it. Let's do Randy Moss. So what? We have a bunch of guests rank. It's we're, oh. we're, it's three to two. We'll let them have it. And by the way, if we always, I need to go back and apologize for number 83. I should have brought up Flipper Anderson. Oh, wow. That's a bad one. It's that's embarrassing terrible. when you lose one Isn't from your it? own yeah, team. Yeah, that's it's embarrassing. Awful. Yeah, I, well, I didn't mention uh, Theo Bell. from. Uh, <laughs> Presumably it was Mark Clayton. It was not Mark Clayton. Uh, it was Ted Hendricks. Yeah, and I wanted it to be John Jefferson. Oh. <laughs> I wanted it to be J.J. John Jefferson. I was sick So to I my, lost again. I drove oh, home. Oh, Billy White shoes Johnson. Wasn't he 84? Was he 80? He was 81, I think, on the Falcons, but he might have been 84, I think, on the uh on the Oilers. All right. This we made tough. our decision. We was, made our decision. I was sick to it, my what's, stomach driving What's home done is done. That's how it'll be. We'll be back with more Hooey and Applesauce next week, episode 85 for you. And um, we're going to have a new NFL, and we're going to have that uniform list ranked 1 through 122. Don't look at any of the pretenders. Other people who like to look at uniforms are suddenly, after 20 years of, doing, uh, of analyzing uniforms, have decided... Way I had an epiphany. I've just decided I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah, it just came to him out of the blue while he's on vacation. Don't believe it. It's Huey and Applesauce. The one list, the proper list, the document a record shall stand starting in 2012 with this list, and we will do it each year going forward. And to those who disagree or those who want to create their own phony lists, I give you this. Jerk! Feel the sting of the blaster, you creep out there. Anyway... All right. We'll be back. Thank you. Oh, and by the way, at Han- Dan Hanzus is the way you do it. D-A-N-H-A-N-Z-U-S. Hanzus. Oh, Whoa. yeah. And blue tie. Nice job. What, give out a Twitter handle there. My, I don't, I don't know if I should. All right, then don't. <laughs> no, no, no. You're, the mo- you're definitely our most reluctant no. part, uh, <laughs> producer so far. Um, it's at Claire underscore Atkins, A-T-K-I-N-S. All right, so uh, so gentlemen suitors and beyond shall begin hitting you up on Twitter three minutes after <laughs> after this post. Attack. Rank, a pleasure to see you as always. Great stuff, uh, by the way. Look on Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern for the fantasy preview show. Um, TiVo, it, it will be replaying against uh, – there's another football game on, so, right. so that's a – 
perfect time to play yeah. to play the show. Yeah. But so it'll be on. But uh, look forward to it for no other reason because uh, Rank does his uh, gangbusters in, in impersonation of uh, of what's his name John the, McLaughlin uh, of McLaughlin. Yeah, the McRanklin group. <laughs> He does a nice job there. Thank you. Um, in spite of his crooked glasses. All right. So we'll be back <laughs> with more. I have an IFB in. Huh? I have an IFB in under my ear. Well, I'm sure he does, too. I don't think he does. And now he just He's rambles. winging it. All right. We'll be back with more Who and Applesauce later on. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. 